expiry date. Gary Chapman says it lasts for two years. So when eventually your exploded heart rate returns to Mother Earth, you will ask yourself, what do you have left? You will have to make a decision if your roots have gone deep enough to grow a beautiful tree of love. See, the in love state gets us in but does not have sufficient to keep us. It will take something higher than the initial excitement. It will take something greater than the primordial emotional high. It will take a mutual commitment and a joint decision. So, the in love state is a time of surplus. Now, I'll explain what I mean by that. The in love state, when you fell in love, that was a time of surplus. And by surplus, I mean a time where there is plenty of goodwill, abundant gifts. And the gifts didn't have to have any special occasion to it. You remember, there was profuse care, rich generosity. You were constantly sending messages to each other. You were creating memories together. You were eating together. Date night, movie night, unending love strolls, sufficient acts of service, loads and loads and loads of conversations. These are the things we do when we fall in love. So I say it's a time of surplus. Surplus conversation, surplus date night, surplus gifts, surplus memories, plentiful. In the days of surplus, a wise man saves. During the time of plenty, it is wise to save. What do I mean? I mean, if you get a bonus, you get a raise from work, or your business is booming, it is just wisdom that you save. And when you save, you're, you're letting yourself know that, um, I mean, the times may not always be like this. It happens every, any. Any, any way you want to look at it, it happens. It happens in the economy of Nigeria right now. It's happening right now. I mean, tomatoes, the price of tomatoes has, have gone high. Fuel has increased to 145, but your salary has not increased. So supposing you didn't have anything saved to serve as a shock absorber, how would you cope in those times? So even in our love affairs and our relationships, there is a time of surplus and there is a time of famine. The time of surplus is the in-love state. If we regard the in-love state as a time of surplus and we acknowledge that the in-love state has an expiry date, that implies that the in-love state, when the in-love state completes its term, a period of, let me use the word, famine follows. So, we save during the time of plenty, we will have something to fall back on during the time of famine. It was this strategy that Joseph used in Egypt. The question then would be, how do you save during the in-love state? I mean, how do you actually save during the in-love state? I'll tell you. Those acts of goodwill we displayed, the rich generosity, the profuse care, the incessant text messages, the, the loads and loads of words of affirmation. We must cast them in concrete. That's what I mean by saving. In other words, you must consciously make them habitual. You must make date nights and movie nights habitual. You must commit to keep doing them. Keep finding new ways of doing them. Keep tweaking it. Keep revamping them. 
I'll say archive the surplus of goodwill during your in-love state and stay committed to refurbishing them. We must choose to commit to finding new ways of doing the things we did to get them at first. T.D. Jake said that what they do to get you, they don't do to keep you. And therein lies the answer to boredom. You used to share gist. So why did you stop? You used to hang out together. You used to share domestic works. You used to make the efforts to look more attractive. Why did you stop? You used to make a dash at your phone when you heard a ringtone. You no longer do that right now. What happened? You used to sneak out out of an executive meeting during your dating days just to say sweet nothings to her. Do you remember? So what changed? What are your used tos? Fill in the gaps. Cast your mind back. What were the things you used to do? If you can find them, you have found the way out of your boredom. Although that you find the way out isn't the same as taking it. You only take the way out when you make a decision to start doing the very things you did at first. So what are your used to's? Ask yourself, what are your used to's? If you, if you pause right now and take a moment to think about the things that really you did to get her or you did to get him. Those are the things that will, those are the pointers to getting out of boredom. What made you stop doing them? Do you know you can actually call your spouse right now, as in right now, and engage? You can actually make a U-turn right now. Hashtag make that call. I challenge you. Make that call right now. Even as a speaker, you can pause right now and engage in that conversation. What were our used tools? Sit your wife down, sit your husband down and ask, what are the things we used to do? I'll share mine. When I got married, when I got married, ironing the clothes of my wife and mine, I mean, I ironed the clothes my wife and I wear to work. It was one of my duties. I mean, nobody gave me the responsibility. I chose it. I mean, what you could term my own used to. I enjoyed and loved doing it. Come on, we were newly married. I was eager to impress. I won't deny that. I was really eager to impress. So one day while I was ironing, a thought flashed through my mind. And it was a simple question. And it was, for how long will you keep doing this? Are you going to be doing this for the rest of your life? At first, I waved it away with, I mean, I don't have to. We will, we will soon get a maid and the responsibility will go to the maid. But then I stopped and gave it a serious consideration. I noticed my wife derived some pride in showing off that her clothes were pressed by her husband. The gesture made her feel real good. And for that singular reason, I tell you, for that singular reason, I made up my mind. I made up my mind. Nobody cajoled me. Nobody coerced me. I made, personally made up my mind and told myself that I will continue to do this with or without a maid in the house. We are over six years now and I've pressed our clothes for the same number of years every morning she went to work. Now, were there mornings I was upset with my wife? You bet. Many times. 
But in that state of annoyance, I still pressed our clothes for work. I believe, personally, that's the stuff vibrant marriages are made of. It's decision to stay committed to love, regardless of our, of our unpredictable feelings. It's a commitment to always give the advantage and not seek to take the advantage. It's doing your part, even if it's not reciprocated. That, for me, is what vibrant marriages are made of. And I think about it. Even God gets bored with Samo Samo. Have you seen a place in the Bible that says, sing to the Lord a new song? In other words, if every time you sing, it's always, thou art worthy, thou, today thou art worthy, tomorrow thou art worthy, day after thou art worthy, Thursday thou art worthy. The Bible says, sing to the Lord a new song. Can you just give me a new song? God is thoroughly against the old. Other place, there's, there's another place where he says, he has put a new song in my mouth. In another place, the Bible says, his mercies are new every morning. Have you ever thought about it? In other words, I'm giving you mercy today on Monday, but I'm not giving you the same mercy on Tuesday. I'm giving you brand new mercy on Tuesday. That's what it means. And that's why I tell you, God is thoroughly against the old. He says, I do a new thing. Emphasis on the word new. So take a journey back to where you first started. Take a journey back to the first works you did. Tweak them. Revamp them. Do an overhaul. And restore the surplus goodwill displayed during the in love state. See, boredom is when you are repetitive without being creative. It is when you are predictable without being exceptional. That's boredom. So be creative about it. See, tomorrow you have morning, afternoon, and evening. Day after tomorrow, you have morning, afternoon, and evening. So even life itself is such a routine. Do you understand? But brand new mercy for every time you wake up. That's what I'm talking about. Can you... Can you enroll in some dance class together? Say salsa, for example. Life is not always about bills, bills, and bills. Put some spice into it. Explore new adventures. Your conversations don't doesn't always have to be serious. Gossip sometimes and stop withholding the little little details of your day. Share them regardless. Share them. The way out of your boredom is finding the things you did at first and making a commitment to keep doing them, to keep fine-tuning them, to keep finding ways of revamping them, to keep refurbishing them. That's the way out of boredom. You are bored right now because you stopped doing your very first works. That's why you are bored. And let me tell you, boredom has some little cousins. I'll tell you what I mean. One major thing that got us into relationship or marriage is that we chose to give our attention to one individual who eventually became our wife or our husband. That's, that's what got us into this. That's what got you married. You chose out of all the women, out of all the men in your life, you chose to give your attention to one person. And by attention, I mean you chose one person to send text messages to regularly, just one person. 
You trust one person to always phone call regularly. You trust one person to always give gifts to regularly. You trust one person to speak to regularly, take out regularly, love unconditionally. You give your attention to this one person and this attention metamorphosed into marriage that you have today. Now, when you are bored, you stand the risk of carrying this attention to someone else. That's how extramarital affairs begin. It begins when you carry the attention you first gave your spouse and you begin to shower it on another who is not your spouse. If you check, adultery simply means you're spending more time with someone else who is not your spouse. That's what adultery, that's where adultery starts. And it's amazing you will not be doing anything different from what you did to your spouse at first. It's the same thing you do. That woman, secretary, that guy, that colleague, you're sending text messages to them regularly, you're calling them regularly, you're giving gifts regularly, you're laughing with them on the phone, you're hysterical with them, you're speaking with them, you, they take you out, you eat together, you promise to love. It was the same thing you did with your spouse at first. Now you're depriving your, your spouse of it. You're doing it to somebody else. You now lavish it on another soul because you told yourself you're bored. That is the risk of boredom. That's the little cousin of boredom. Adultery. So what are you going to do? Just make a decision. Instead of transferring this attention and giving another person, give it to your spouse. Hashtag make that call. Hashtag engage and bring back the spark into your marriage. I challenge you to do that. Because it's not difficult. It's not difficult. Your spouse is just a call away. It might not even be a phone call. Probably she's in the room right now. He probably is in the room while you're listening to this. Make that call and engage. Have a conversation. Let's talk. What were the things we stopped doing? What were the things we did at first that we no longer do? Why are we not doing them? You see, it looks like a huge task to do. But it's simple. Make that call. I'm challenging you as I speak to you right now. Call. Even if you are upset with him or her, even if you just had a fight, you have a choice. You can choose to remain in that angry state, or you can just say, honey, come, baby, come. What's up? What's happening? Why is our relationship this dreary and dry? We used to have fun together. We used to laugh. We used to play. We used to watch programs together on TV and laugh. We used to gist. What happened? Why did we stop? Work? The children? What made us stop? Identify your used tools. And make a decision to do them. And you can start that decision right now, tonight, this morning. You can take her out tomorrow. You can go watch a movie. Make a decision. Your, your joy, your happiness is just a decision away. What else can I say? I'm hoping that you're going to take the right step and do the needful. And bring the spark back into your marriage. That's my desire. That is my desire. And I hope you make that choice. That's all I have to say. 
Thank you. You'll find a free text copy of this podcast when you scroll down this page. Click on the download button and have it as a reference material you can always visit or read. It's a free download. Also, I'd like to hear from you. Go to the comment section down this page and drop your comments, your remark or your question. I will definitely respond and get back to you. I'm so eager. I look forward to hearing your success stories. I am Joan Oduta. I help nurture relationships that matter. Take charge. Make that call. And God bless.